Welcome, dreamers of all ages, to a bonus episode of Unbuilt. With me here today, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Dorman. How are you doing? Suffering. Suffering, Ryan. That Suffering. Was a- yeah, it was a dreadful, dreadful outing at, uh, oh, well, I guess we'll talk about it in a little bit, but purely suffering. Oh, did something, did something happen last weekend? Ah, uh, you know, you, I'm surprised you don't remember. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought everybody knew. Yeah, I don't know. Did something happen? It didn't seem like something memorable happened last weekend <laughs> at all. It seemed like it was a haze, like, you know, they just kind of dreamt up something and nothing actually happened at the... Uh, 20, 2022 uh, D23 Expo <laughs> that we're going to be discussing today. Uh, uh, really quickly, as we're recording this, uh, b- some breaking news just happened as uh, Disney is getting uh, ahead of all those non-announcements they made <laughs> at D23. The Haunted Mansion has been moved from March to august august 11th say to be exact so. say it's not so no you were excited so, you were so looking forward to this uh film from uh, director justin simeon uh starring rosario dawson Ooh. uh lakeith stanfield danny devito jamie lee curtis jared leto <laughs> jamie lee curtis is madame leota jared leto's the hatbox ghost uh one of those i'm looking forward to and tiffany haddish and uh not a great time for tiffany haddish and that might also be a reason for the delay uh but uh another... Jared Leto you got yeah. the whole lineup <laughs> right Rosario Dawson <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so Haunted Mansion uh, is now coming out on August 11th and what's funny about that is uh so you can view it many ways uh but in particular it this allows um if we're going by Disney's new 45 day, you know, rule where hey, after 45 days you can go on Disney Plus. Well, now you can comfortably go on Disney Plus during October of 2023. Mm-hmm. So that's a good idea. What's really funny about this is that um, August 11th <laughs> is uh, about one week prior to the usual time in which Disney land usually puts Haunted Mansion under refurb to be converted into the Nightmare Before Christmas themed Haunted Mansion holiday. So so you're going to have like one week where this film is out. And according to, they showed footage at D23. According to those uh, press accounts, the mansion that is featured in that film is based on the Disneyland uh, Southern Plantation Mansion. So... Oh, you great know. timing you know <laughs> i i think that um it, honestly disney has done so few things that have really given me any kind of energy lately i love that we talk mm-hmm. about the history on this so i think it's really beautiful that disney put out like a little piece of news that actually made me happy and and what's what's that news that they're delaying the movie that i don't have to watch it yeah, hey, do you think something different's going to change between March and August? I just, just won't have to watch it. There'll just be a longer period where I can say, wow, that wasn't an absolute piece of garbage. And I can continue saying it's probably going to be a, a piece of garbage. I think so. so I'm very um, curious. Who, who's directing it again? You mentioned a name. Justin, but... Justin Simeon, who is he from believe... television, right? Yeah, or... he did a bunch of uh, Dear White People. 
Oh yes, that's mm-hmm. right. Was yeah. that a there was a musical in the fourth season, right? I was know that. I, I have not viewed the show. So, so. I remember that was the move, the show that all the people hated when it first came out. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's uh, called Dear White People. Yeah, no, yeah, no right, like, no shit. <laughs> but I think the most recent season of Dear White People, if I remember correctly, did pivot lightly into like a musical fourth season. Mm-hmm. I, I don't quote me on that. That's interesting. I think, I think so. Um, anyways, that uh. uh that's a, it's an interesting process. Well, to... uh, what I can tell you is that the last Haunted Mansion movie, I believe, was directed by was it Rob Minkoff? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, okay. It was directed. Was it Rob Minkoff or Rob Marshall? Uh, I believe it was Minkoff. Let's I think check. Was, I just had it on Google. Google so what, the, what, the, what the Eddie Murphy one uh, in. Yeah, it was directed by Rob Minkoff, who directed The Lion King. Uh, are you excited for Mufasa, The Lion King prequel? Okay, actually, well, first <laughs> off, I want to clarify that I did Google it, and Justin Simeon did make the final season of did. Okay. White People, a musical, which is, uh, uh, that that is vaguely interesting. Like, you know, I could see, like, somebody who has created a racially conscious comedy musical yeah doing uh haunted mansion the of course the movie like you said the ride that takes mm-hmm. place on a building that looks like a uh, a southern plantation yeah there could be something interesting there am i interested in mufasa yeah actually i am in like a in a very perverse way um <laughs> not okay not like a furry way to be clear not that kind of perverse but not that there's anything wrong with that um <laughs> cut this out anyways yeah. uh it's it's <laughs> Uh, uh, because uh, Barry Jenkins, I believe, is directing. Yes, he is. Yes, which and like uh, it matters. <laughs> I mean, well, you're saying yeah, that like it matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the. I, I'm interested in it not because I think Barry Jenkins can make it good, but because I'm almost devastated at how awful it's probably going to be. I have hope, right? But like Barry Jenkins, you know, Moonlight's great, but his second movie or third movie, if feel if uh, Beale Street could talk. Is like, yeah, that was, that was fantastic. I love that movie. That was when yeah. I came out. That was like it's, my big movie of the year. So. Like, it's like, okay, you made two fantastic films. What's your next movie? Oh, it's a follow-up to the John Favreau <laughs> Lion King. No, it's not a follow-up. It's oh, a it's prequel. Prequel. Right. prequel. Yeah. It's a prequel. And they're going to somehow like get uh, – they're probably going to like just use an AI – James Earl Jones. Oh, God, they, they're probably going to do that. Well, they didn't do that with with uh, the new Darth Vader stuff. Didn't they they, they like, did it with uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, it was yeah, all AI, and it sounded exactly like it was AI. Yes, <laughs> it, it's it's interesting because Barry Jenkins is at least in how I feel about his movies is that his films have like expert casting, and he really tells these beautifully human stories and i think that's going to be beautiful to watch that translate to the most butt ugly <laughs> uncanny valley animals you've ever seen with no emotion in their face <laughs> like unless the technology has had an industrial revolution sized renaissance since that first movie this is a dead in the water um which is exciting because mm-hmm. it's not exciting because i hope his career goes on years and years and years but it's so funny just like out every like announcement that they made uh like on the movie side had like a good thing and a really <laughs> unfortunate thing about it like yeah. for instance oh i don't know rob marshall's the little mermaid which we got a uh, teaser for which looks really bland with a fantastic yeah. lead in halle bailey 
Uh, and uh, why are people um, mad on the internet? Oh, right, because she's black. And like, you just kind of be like, well, this is probably going to be a bad movie. It looks oh, yeah. horribly shot. Uh, the lighting is terrible. Uh, it looks completely unimaginative. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, and Halle Bailey has a, a gorgeous singing voice. And uh, I can't say it's bad because a bunch of asshole racists are against this because of reasons that they won't admit it's just due to the fact that they're bigots oh i'll say i'll say that's okay yeah (laughs) you'll say it you'll you'll be the brave soul to say well yeah finally someone takes a stand against the little mermaid but yeah it's like take that take that woke moralists (laughs) (laughs) i think i want to very quickly say something about disney has I mean, Disney's no stranger to like marketing success. I think that's one of uh, you you mentioning that for every announcement, there's a good and like a bad side. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that that's like the future of the Disney company. <laughs> yes, it really is. Because they very in, they very like intelligently taken all of their good movies and sold them as good movies, but then their bad movies, they find like one thing that will really pick up online. And they they put they put it out there like Jared Leto as the hotbox ghost, well, right? Or even like like Thor: Love and Thunder, you had you know Taika Waititi going on the the record trail talking about how it was like a incredibly you know queer focused movie, and that caused like uproar and fighting mm-hmm, on Twitter yeah. between mm-hmm. the people that benefit Disney the most, like the people who are angry. And then the movie came out and it was complete garbage, but like because yeah. the argument was being had, you know, it got the public outcry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, the new Little Mermaid looks pretty downright terrible, just mm-hmm. as terrible as the rest of the live action movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that horrible uproar. I don't, I don't doubt that Disney anticipated it, and I it probably benefits them. More people mm-hmm. see it, you know. Well, oh, like, God, was, did you see Pinocchio? Oh God, no! <laughs> I almost watched. I almost watched it. I didn't end up. Oh, I, I saw the clips. Oh, I yeah. saw the clips, like the the Disney cuckoo clocks, right? Which is disgusting. But notice that that movie had like no uproar, like nobody cared, you know. So it's things mm-hmm. like not yeah. that I think Disney is baiting. That's, that's why. That's why they uh, put it just threw it on Disney Plus. Well, right. It's like nobody even even if there was bad press by the you know the losers on Twitter, it could still have made money. But because mm-hmm. no one cared, it reminds me of um, what was that movie Nutcracker in the Four Realms? Yeah. That like went mm-hmm. came and went, yeah. you know, without anybody knowing uh, anything about it. So, I I I don't know. Maybe the Little Mermaid will be any good. I, if it is, that'd be exciting. Oh, you, okay, you know it's gonna make a billion dollars. Um, I think you so. Know it. I mean, it's gonna make a billion right? dollars. Yeah. It's going to. We all know it. It's, Everybody's it's, gonna see it. Everybody's gonna fight about it online. And, it's just evil. It's evil that nobody's gonna remember that it happened. Yeah. Well, they take like, all these talented people and they waste their yeah. exactly. They waste their time and money mm-hmm. on on these horrible movies that have yeah. little blips. And then Disney goes back to selling the old merchandise again. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, we had good announcements. I like the art from Pixar's Elemental, even though everybody was like, that character shape and color scheme looks vaguely like Osmosis Jones. <laughs> and I'm like, who gives a fuck? Shut up! <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, okay. Uh, they they revealed a new um, original film called El- Ilio about a boy who 
gets beamed into space accidentally and becomes yeah. ambassador earth sounds great who's Love directing it. that it's um oh oh it's, gosh it's someone who directed a previous movie with them i kiss cannot it remember wasn't, no it wasn't it wasn't uh no it's a brand new director oh uh, it is i think right uh oh no it is adrian molina directs okay so he was a uh, co okay uh, oh, that's Coco, it. Okay, right. it was is he was co-director of right. um, Coco, right? And he right. Screen and he wrote it. I was like, I was about to say, I was like, I don't think he fully, you know, did something. It was a writer, but he did co-direct Coco. Uh, mm-hmm. Adrian Molina uh, and America Ferrera is in it um, as his mom. Uh, that looks oh. fantastic. Uh, I can't wait. And then there was the sequel announcement which is um, Inside Out 2. And, oh, look at that. A related story just came up. Jonas <laughs> Rivera, producer of Inside Out, promoted to executive VP of film production at Pixar. Fancy that. that <laughs> that's a good timing. Uh, Inside Out, the original, was, of course, directed by Pete Docter, who runs the studio now. So it doesn't surprise you that this is getting a sequel, uh, which is being directed by Kelsey Mann. And written by uh, Megalfav, uh, who uh, was a late edition writer on Inside Out, the original. Uh, Inside Out 2, of course, beforehand uh, had a lot of controversy because it was leaked that Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling will not be returning. Uh, you heard about this one, yes. Yeah, of course. Yes. Um... Okay, you heard the full story that's rumored. I believe it was that, if I understand correctly, it was that they were both offered like $100,000 to return. That's correct, yes. Very, and and, yeah, and this crazy. is in comparison to Amy Poehler, who is confirmed to be back as Joy. Uh, and she is uh, coming back, uh, and she was paid $5 million. So... <laughs> That's so scummy. Like, so, so, so let me get this straight. You're being, you're going to be paid like, what's that? Like less than 1% yeah, yeah, right. of the, of the, of the lead when you're supposedly of uh, the, this, uh, this film, which was, uh, which was sold as a ensemble film. If you remember the original marketing for inside out, a uh, film about five emotions inside a little girl's mind. Uh, and it was sold as these five actors, Amy Poehler, uh, Louis Black, Mindy Kaling, Bill Hader, and Phyllis Smith. Uh, and then they tried to raise the price for Mindy and Bill, and they denied it. Now you could just say, okay, this is, this is bullshit. This is just uh, rumor mill garbage. Well, it doesn't help that Amy Poehler comes on stage and uh, announces Inside Out 2. Uh, and the plot is that uh, it's a few years later, Riley's a teenager, and now in new emotions are coming into her mind. Uh, and it won't surprise you that uh, the entire uh, announcement is Amy Poehler's back as Joy. And that's it. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Uh, so that immediately tells you, hmm, this is probably right. So like I said, like uh, there's good things, there's bad things. There's uh, Everything is like this yin yang, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Disney could not, could, thing, could not, well, well oh, you're just, you know, for the, it's a sequel in general, right? I, I'm saying that like, remember there was the, there was like this 
idea that it was the purchase of Pixar that forced them to do all six of those sequels. And once they finally mm-hmm. have those off their card, it's back to making good movies again. Now, now Pete did say is like, okay, well I want to do a bunch of original films, but we're going to have to do like a sequel or a franchise film just to help keep the lights on, you know, to appease our um, master overlord, Bob Chapek, you know? Yeah. That's the thing is it's like to keep the lights on insofar that Disney won't put your other movies out to theaters. <laughs> And that's the thing. They were like, "This, these movies are coming out in theaters. They're coming out in theaters." You know, yeah, they kept sure, pushing right. that. You know, it's like, okay, I mean, that you're just, you know, Bob Chapek's Lucy, and he's holding the football. Yeah, I sat through Lightyear. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's ever coming to theaters. <laughs> what a swing and a miss that is. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, they okay. This is the finally the one we're gonna put this out in theaters. Because we know it's going to be a big hit, and it's the biggest flop Pixar's ever had. Well, I think that the the business, the MBA is up at the head of Disney, knowing what a hit is. Is like right. it's a complete. <laughs> it ships in the night. They just do not. They. I don't think they get okay. it. So um, we're fifteen minutes through, uh, well, and we probably need to talk about what everybody who's listening to this is talking about. Talk about theme parks, you know. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're going on. Um, uh, Friday and Saturday, and uh, these announcements are happening. Um, on Thursday, we got the um, the parks uh, pavilion opened, and we got our first looks at some models for Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Uh, and the mountain was changed, and some people threw a heart attack that uh, Mommy Odie's tree wasn't on the top. And I, I did see a, like a pretty good explanation that it was probably just not structurally a good idea that it would have been just too top heavy and they couldn't make it work and that's probably right um i don't mind the new direction it has like a water tower on the top of it oh what do you think of the water water tower a water tower a water disney in a water tower i know it's what surprising right people use i i don't (laughs) i don't know about that i've never seen disney use a water tower (laughs) Um, I think, you know, we, you and I talk a lot about concept art and, uh, we yes. were talking to Alicia a couple episodes back, right? Or maybe that is an episode back. Yes, uh, <laughs> time flies. Yes. Um, she, she was very keen on mentioning that like, you know, the way that these things are designed, a lot of the times it's for approval. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, now that I think about it, we're going to talk a little bit about concept art later. Yes, we will. Yes. Um, but as like a nice little first end to the bookend, um, the concept art that was initially shown obviously was done to define proof of concept a to executives and seemingly to people. Uh, so I, I guess to expect that it would look identical to how it was presented. If you've listened to the show and you've think that you've learned almost nothing, it's like, that's not mm-hmm. the point. Um, right. At the same time though, I do think it looks a little cheaper than it did initially like i don't necessarily know like i agree like maybe it was top heavy if there was actual yeah. structural well, issues i mean there was a lot going on with that concept art it was very blue sky i mean there were for god's sakes there were animatronics supposedly on the outside and i think that was just visual oh, God, yeah. there wasn't going to be a tiana and lewis right there like and come on like the there's like fountains going off and it's some water that wasn't gonna happen. Like, no, come on. And, and maybe I need to yeah. look at the model again. But it did look like 
like Splash Mountain as it currently stands mm-hmm. uh, has the tree up at the top, correct? Like a yeah, it has that, that oak tree, but it, this would have been like an extension of it and had this yeah. like picture putting the tree of life on top of Splash Mountain. Right. And that, that, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a very, um, how do, how do I ambitious. say ambitious idea, but it seems yeah. like the new replacement is uh, a little smaller, at least in the mm-hmm. top area. It's a little less yeah. visually distinct. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, I think that's worthy of, of defining is that there okay. is like a visually distinct part of splash mountain mm-hmm. that I don't necessarily know if it translates. I mean, I'll have to see it in person. Well, right? it, what it definitely is doing now. Number one, it's like a, they're translating. This is more like a salt mine. And two, I think they really want to move away from the mountain aspect because I think they've just group tested it. And originally I heard that they were like at first, okay, we're going to not name it uh, Splash Mountain. And then they went back and goes, okay, maybe we should name it Tiana Splash Mountain. And then focus groups are going, we cannot remove it from, you know, the baggage that Splash Mountain has. Right. And just split the difference and just went, you know what? Uh, let's just call it Tiana's Bayou Adventure and let's make it a salt mine. It's not even a mountain. Um, yeah. And, and, we- and notice, yeah, notice how they're like focusing more now on like the nighttime lighting too. Well, that's what they do nowadays though, mm-hmm. right? It's like, yeah. That's what did. I mean, since Pandora, I think that mm-hmm. the big push in a lot of the Disney, de- oh, uh, maybe since Disney Springs. You got to uh, go for the double sorry. dip you know exactly it's like yeah. well you have to see this thing at night because you can right. really control the lighting i guess so mm-hmm. you can use a lot of new tech i think that you know we're gonna probably spend in the depending on when this opens near future talking a lot about this attraction and mm-hmm. uh how it changes from splash mountain I, I you and i have talked a lot in the past about it as well um but as like things come out i think that the ideas are uh, it ends up a lot of the ideas that they talk about and the pitches and what's actually going to open leaves me feeling that's neat. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I see where they're going. It's a interesting design. However, yeah. uh, you know, looking at the concept art, I think it, maybe it's just backwards thinking, talking, but when splash mountain was designed, I think it was designed to look very distinct. Uh, whether it's, whether or not it was iconic, that was up to history. But yeah. It looks mm-hmm. distinct. I yes, think that the new one, like, a lot of the new princess attractions like frozen in uh, Epcot mm-hmm. is not particularly distinct. So the facade, the specifically the facade, like, I guess I can't talk about the attraction yet. They didn't show much about this attraction. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there, there's a bit of like a hesitancy in my mind as to how distinct this attraction is going to look. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and can it really escape the baggage of splash mountain? Right. Like it'll forever be splash mountain. And that's why I doubt they're going to be reusing many of the animatronics from America Sings. I oh, think so. Uh, they did show some new animatronics and the the panel that we're going to be talking about. Uh, the Bayou Adventure, that was like the biggest focus of the actual pavilion itself. Uh-huh. Um, and there was also some models for the refurbishment of Toontown, which looks very cute. Uh, I guess... Um, Gadgets Go Coaster is being renamed as Chippendale's Gadget Coaster. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it was basically on a sign that was in the model itself and just didn't want to announce anything. So it's like, okay. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, is there anything else? There was a bunch of like ride vehicle maquettes for mm-hmm. upcoming attractions and foreign parks like the Fantasy Springs and uh, Zootopia. Uh, the one in Shanghai, which has a vehicle of, and I heard this years ago, uh, a police car is the vehicle. And yeah, good luck putting that in Animal Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, on Friday, Bob Chapek comes out for the Legends panel and is booed, uh, which you and I have a little bit of a different perspective on. Um, you thought it's funny. Um, me, I think it's hilarious for a different reason, because... Okay. Uh, it's kind of pathetic that you paid how much money to oh, yeah. this thing, and well, everyone and there is food? a loser, anyways. So it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. Um, nowadays, I think D twenty three. Like you can go to like a destination D event, you can meet all your friends, you can meet the famous people, mm-hmm. right? Tony Baxter goes, Bob Gurr goes, uh, uh, you know, to these other events. Joe Rody, I'm sure you can find him outside somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, going to D twenty three nowadays is like going to E three. But not as a journalist. Like yeah. I'm going to see press conferences where companies E3 is that right. still a thing? Uh, not anymore because they not don't anymore, right? all the journalists' yeah. information. <laughs> um, but it's like I I always thought like the idea of going as like a, a an official like presenting on press or something like that mm-hmm. would be neat. You get to meet a lot of people. But now that yeah. it's become these big advertising fairs, I, at the end of the day, I guess I saw Bob Chapek getting out, and I was like, oh, a bunch of people don't like him. I guess. But you're right in in the in the idea that they did drop hundreds of dollars to go there. I guess what does he really care? Yeah, exactly. So he comes out and he wants to quell the brewing by announcing that uh, we have a new episode of Unbuilt and it's about the Quinjet attraction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and because it has been entirely reworked as a uh, multiverse attraction and. Uh, We'll be talking about that in a, just a second, but that's their like big thing that they wanted to announce. That it's like, okay, we're not doing that, but we're doing this. We promise, and hopefully he wasn't crossing his fingers behind his back, that this will actually be built. Um, so let's start going into what happened on Sunday morning. Uh, did you watch the live stream? I watch part of it. So I was you following along on Twitter okay. and then okay. I, I started at some point in the middle just because mm-hmm. I, I was hearing so much of a mess uh, that I had to watch it. Like I, I had to get in on what was apparently one of the most boring <laughs> announcements in, in recent memory. Announcements. Oh, that's, well, that's a good that's, point. That's, that's, that a, might even be that's a fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's generous yep. to call them announcements. So these, this panel was called The Boundless Future. Uh, for the uh, Disney's parks, uh, resorts, and products, whatever the hell it's called. Now, to be fair, 2019, which we live streamed on our old show, Boardwalk Talk. That's right. Uh, that had an entire segment in the middle where Brian Cornell, CEO of Target, came out. Oh, yeah. Uh, promised a, like a $10 or $100 gift card to Target for everybody in the audience who apparently never got it. And uh, <laughs> that's not a joke. Uh, and that they were putting Disney stores in each uh, 
each uh, like target like in a major demographic area or something like that. And this went over like a wet fart. Uh, and nobody liked this. It was clearly not a good time for this. Nobody cares about the product side of uh, this panel because literally everything outside of Hall D23 is an advertisement for products. Right. Literally. Like, you don't need this, but you don't. We, You already have us buying your shit. Nobody needed this. So I think Josh DeMauro, who took over uh, as Chapek became CEO, he probably was, they were looking back on that panel and going, okay, if we're going to do one thing, it's not going to be that. So I will give them credit that they realized one mistake. However, they did not learn from the mistake of probably should have actual announcements. Right. Now, the reason why this is probably occurring is because of the fact that we're about to go into a recession and that the Disney company is both arrogant and also uncertain about guest spending habits in the future. And they do not feel the need to hype anybody up or spend major capital. So instead, what they're going to be doing is teasing what they might have to do if a certain universal theme park down the road proves to be a major hit and we'll get into that uh but a lot of this is also correcting some huge mistakes that they made for the incredible flop that was the walt disney world 50th anniversary the panel starts out with a rousing rendition of the song Happily Ever After from the fireworks show Happily Ever After. And of course, Damaro comes out and, uh, and, and, and to describe Damaro during this panel is insane because while he, he has way more chipper enthusiasm than Bob Chapek ever will, and he has way more of a rapport with the crowd. The dude is just kind of acting like an empty hype man who is just teasing the audience constantly. Hey, hey, you like that? You like Happily Ever After, right? Clap, you seals, clap. All right, guess what? We're bringing it back. Yeah, that's right. We fucked up. We're bringing it back. We screwed up. We're bringing it back. Clap. And that was the first announcement. Hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't clap for that. I wouldn't clap for that. I mean, like the <laughs> people were going nuts for that, though. You know, people. Yep, yeah, they paid to go there. They're chills. <laughs> They're stupid. No wow. offense to these poor D twenty three people. You know, somebody stupid. listening to this episode went to D twenty three and if was you likely in that showroom. Right. If you went to D twenty three and you sat in that showroom and these corporate whores spoon fed you everything you wanted to hear and you vomited from excitement, then you you are an idiot. Wow! Right. Look at that. I am just looking at the viewership on Anchor, <laughs> just going down. As we speak, oh, look, that retention level is going lower, like and lower and lower. I it's it's crazy to me, you know, that we well, I'll look, I you, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I don't like to be cynical about these things. There are things I like about the Disney parks, but like the first announcement being that they're eliminating their fuck up show that just came out to put back mm -hmm. the fuck up show that came out before it. 
I, I, I was like, well, what is going on? I would like, figure that this one would be a massive, explicit tag one. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. it was the, the the guest show that we did. On the- <laughs> <laughs> that that will be coming out on another podcast later. It's like yeah, it's like another. Uh, it's like giving a kid like sugar. Yeah, now they're, now they're on like a addiction high. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's it's uh, so happily ever after. I guess we can go piece by piece here if you'll indulge me. Yes. Happily ever after is a show that I think is bad, but it's better than what was that new show called? Reflection Enchantment. Enchantment. That show is an absolute nightmare. But uh, Happily Ever After is not much better. Um, you know, you know I, I saw Happily Ever After on the um, when they debuted it on one of those um, live streams. Yeah, that's and right. I was like, this is kind of a competent fireworks show. And then yeah, I saw Enchantment, and at first my th- feeling was this is okay. And somebody, people were roaring on Twitter, this is not as good as Happily Ever After. So I went back and I rewatched Happily Ever After, and I went, okay. Yeah, I get it. This is better. This mm-hmm. is definitely a major improvement over Enchantment. What's funny, though, is that then they announced, you know, there's always these like hidden announcements within the announcements mm-hmm. because they said, well, it's going to be a new version with new segments of Happily Ever After. So you're just kind of like, so you're bringing back the scheme, the color scheme, the song, the song <laughs> and you're removing all that shit from the castle. OK, fine. it's like, you know, so when. With happily, with regard to happily ever after, and I think this is like the eight umpteenth time I've forced you to listen to this same tirade. But wishes to happily ever after is like a complete. It's like I think that is like a nosedive in terms of quality, just because I think you go from a show that while it's still it's Disney movies, right? But it's Disney movies united by a theme. Happily ever after becomes like that first dangling keychain show where what's on the castle is a bunch of moving pictures joined by very little actual substance and, and the one song that maybe people like, maybe people like the the song. Um, I think the jump from happily ever after to enchantment you said is the new one is yeah. not nearly as big because hmm. where wishes and happily ever after are like very dissimilar shows. Uh, the uh, enchantment and happily ever after are very similar. They have similar ideas. Like they're both, castle projection shows where they put disney characters on the wall it's just not as good it's just not nearly as interesting so i i don't really understand like the 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 jumping for joy about it but i also mm-hmm. you know people like it people like people were tweeting about it there was that a couple of famous people tweeting about it yeah you know and, and people like, love that show uh Honestly, I never really thought that much about wishes either. Sorry, uh, it's. Just, I don't think wishes nothing, is amazing. Nothing, nothing is. is nothing is remembered. Dreams come true. I'm sorry, but oh, that is, I, that I is top yeah. top tier fireworks show. I don't care that your castle's bigger. Who cares? That was the best. <laughs> that was the best uh, fireworks show. Uh, come at me, bros. No, uh, I, I don't care. I, I'll actually. I mean, just to follow up, I agree with you 100. Mm-hmm. percent Remember, dreams come true is good, and if you use that as a comparison for yeah. happily ever after or enchantment, I think it's doubly as bad. You know, I think every, I think the every Disneyland show since Disneyland Forever has been some kind of like a permutation of what happily ever after is, and pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, don't, I, it's gotten to the point with enchantment was one of the first shows where I would just kind of like go sit in Tomorrowland and do something else. <laughs> like, I, I honestly have never felt that. Maybe I'm just getting old, but I was like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. I, I There's other things I could be doing. I balance my checkbook over mm-hmm. 
Um, so, the, but that was the big first announcement, and it seemed like people, though, uh, in that case on Twitter, were very excited. Like mm-hmm. the happily ever after crowd was right. very right. into Things it. Things are going to get good. Things are going to get. There good. we go. That's What's right. going to happen next? Surely it's not an announcement of a bunch of meeting greets, and it was twenty minutes of meeting greets. Uh, first, John Favreau came out, and Ooh. boy, boy, did he and. He's nice Josh tomorrow have a very long talk about just how great Galaxy's Edge is. And it's like, get to the point, get to the point, get to the fucking point. And then, dun, 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 dun. and of course, Mando comes out and he's holding his like cloak over something. Gee, I wonder what that could be. It couldn't be Grogu. And he flips up the thing in and out. He says, oh, my God, it's Grogu. And I'm sitting there going, didn't we already announce this? And they're like, well, we didn't announce a date. (laughs) Okay. And they announced it for Galaxy's Edge in California because screw you, uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. You do not get good things. So so we spent 10 minutes on a already announced meeting greet to galaxy's edge for the mandalorian Woo! yeah <laughs> i like galaxy's edge mm-hmm. I, I don't care I mean, you know actually so here's <laughs> the thing about the the mandalorian is that um uh is it really a meet and greet or is it like a walk around like the it's, storm it, i think it's i think it's a meet and greet i can't see it being a walk around it just seems like it'd be difficult you'd have to have like yeah. another cast member following around well i guess they that, normally do have well, that. yeah but that and it's the Mandalorian with Grogu. The line's going to be like... Is Baby Yoda still like... Do people care? I thought that people kind of moved away from that thing. I think people care about that. Like a little bit. I think Baby Yoda... It's not as big as it was three years ago, but... It's it's like... It's not like, oh my god, Pokemon Go. It's, oh yeah, remember Pokemon Go? And then you play the game. I, I, I think people are still fond of it looks Grogu. cool yeah i like how it looks oh yeah. that's what that's the see now i started watching the show not when they announced this one but when they announced the really embarrassing one that yeah, like i, I, I was standing watching it on tv i almost did like a backflip so the mandalorian one looked cool though yeah, okay so let's let's move on kevin feige now comes out so now it's a parade <laughs> of people just going and just having chats with josh tomorrow this is this is the Josh Tomorrow talk show, and they're talking about how great Avengers Campus is and going on about that. And then Mark Ruffalo co- kicks in, and it's like, when is the Hulk going to come in? You had meet and greets for like 5,000 versions of Loki, but no Hulk? <laughs> Well, no, you gotta you gotta really nail down what that was. It was like a three to four minute Zoom call. <laughs> That's what it was. Mark Ruffalo just kept going on and on, yeah. and I was like sitting back. I was I had no clue where this was going because mm-hmm. it's because you know Avengers Campus, of course, is in need of more stuff because very yeah. small at the point. So mm-hmm. yeah, right. So he's talking about the Hulk, and then like like uh, uh, uh like a question, horseman. <laughs> really quickly, question before we get on to the embarrassing thing. Have you been to Avengers Campus? No, I, I looked at Disney's okay. California Adventure across the street, and I, I didn't ah, go. Okay, yeah. So I <laughs> I'd still like to. Haven't. It looks cool. I, I still haven't. So that was that was the question I was going to ask. Um, yeah, I'm going. I, uh, yeah, in a couple of weeks, I will be too. I will be also looking at California Adventure, but not going in it. <laughs> it you know, it was. I was going when I went. I went with a friend of mine, and I was like, "Well, what am I going to do? I have a day to be here in Disneyland. I can either." 
cut my Disneyland time in half and go to DCA mm-hmm. and do the Spider-Man ride, or I can mm-hmm. do something a lot more interesting. <laughs> um, but I mean, I haven't, I reserve judgment about Avengers campus. I haven't okay. seen it or been, but you know, okay. well soon at Avengers campus, you will be able to see the Hulk, but Ugh. not the Hulk, <laughs> but the Hulk in a giant quantum suit who comes out and is waving his arms around like Frankenstein and has this very awkward stilted speech that sounds like an AI generated Mark Ruffalo. Hi, can't have words. And people, people on Twitter are saying this is really cool. And I'm just like standing there going, how, how is this? This looks really stupid. Yeah, the problem is you can't, you can't do the whole, the whole, because then it have to be an animatronic. So we have to put, this looks really stupid. Yeah, the thing is about... Am I the only thing, one who thinks this look really stupid? No, it looks really dumb. The okay. problem is, is that, like, the people who say it looks cool, if they're coming from, like, an engineering perspective, they're 100% right. Like, the okay, fact yeah, that it's okay. working is it incredible. Is, it is massive. The thing it's is massive. massive and it, like, but that's the problem, is that, like, physics exists, and the engineers know this. If you have a heavy object that you're trying to control with a wire, you're going to have a lot of momentum on it. So the hands just like wave back and forth mm-hmm. with little control. And yeah. it, it's so the thing is, you can tell a lot of effort put was put into it. It's like somebody who put months mm-hmm. into their science fair project and dropped it out front of the school. It's like it, it doesn't come off as well. Actually, not even like that. It's like they put the effort in and it just I don't know. They just couldn't get it completely natural. Mm-hmm. The weirdest thing is, is that with um, for example, with uh, the stormtroopers, or the Mandalorian, uh, the way that they have the speech done, or the Grogu even, the way they have the movement done is very subtle. So obviously, you know, it's not a real Grogu <laughs> that mm-hmm. doesn't need explaining. Yeah. It has somebody in behind the scenes, but it, it is seamless. Like the mm-hmm. technical difficulties, yeah. the technical limitations and reality. The way that they cover up Hulk in the costume is so blatantly obvious that they mm-hmm. couldn't have it look good any other way. Right. That you look at it and you step back and you say, I guess this is a neat costume, but I can see where you cut your corners. You know, I can mm-hmm. see where you had to make these changes. Spider-Man in that little um, swinging thing. They referenced the crashing. Yeah, Kevin Feige said, I understand that reference, which is, again, yeah. a reference to a 10-year-old movie. <laughs> uh, there was a you- lot of winking in this thing, by the way. Like Josh well, was like that's what Disney know. does now. Wink, 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 wink. You know that's what Disney does is they wink, wink, wink about the things you know because they're yeah. incapable. Well, whatever. More moving on from that. Yeah. I've said that a million times, but at the end of the day, right? Um, at the end of the day, I think that the th- this Hulk thing just looks absurd. It just mm-hmm. looks silly. And where kids are going to like meet Loki and other face characters and talk to them, and he's going to get in the back of the pictures. You're going to see a big, massive Hulk walking down the street. And everyone's going to awkwardly kind of look at it just like they do when Sully kind of moves yeah. around. It's just too mm-hmm. big. It just doesn't, right. it doesn't yeah. happen. No, you're right. So, yeah. And then after that, they talk about the uh, e-ticket that Bob Chapek referenced earlier, uh, which is now a multiverse attraction where guests are thrust into numerous Avengers fighting King Thanos, who everybody made the joke. 
has a beard like Chapek now. The the ride, uh, the, so the ride they talk about, they show this mm-hmm. concept art for the yeah. ride with King Thanos in it. But they also, mm-hmm. like, it's an amalgamation of a bunch of, it's so weird. I know I've started like three sentences here, but it's so weird because the number of characters on there is like, the whole argument with IPs is that Disney's going to put in things that people know. But it mm-hmm. seems like they're going to start pulling from a bunch of these what-if universes. Yeah, that's what it very much seems like. This is this is the multiverse. This is what-if. You could see there's a comic book Spider-Man. Like yeah. Like a comic book unmasked Peter Parker is in this. But like, what, what, what? That's for a Disney Plus show. That no mm-hmm. one's seen. I mean, people have seen it, but you know yes. what I mean? Like the a very specific group know what it is. Yeah. Now, here's my theory about this. They don't have a plan my, yet. My, my theory is that this new attraction is a trackless motion-based ride that is based partially on the ride we've always heard about, which is the black box concept. Right. In other words, this is uh, a small smattering of sets uh, and then a lot of screens. Mm -hmm. And that is my theory. And that is how this will be built fairly quickly for Disney. You know, fairly quickly. I wouldn't be surprised if this opens like in 2026 or something like that uh, Mm -hmm. or 2025. And this is a lot of screens. Um, but it will be seem very big and epic, um, somewhat sort of like um, Cosmic Rewind without the coaster portion. Although right. and, and it'll have a lot of like cool pre-show stuff, um, but that they can change it to add new characters and whatnot. That is my theory. Mm. Now, whether or not that appeals to you is whatever. Uh, if you know, that's that's the ride technology that they're using. It could be very cool. Um, mm-hmm. Supposedly, this is the technology they're using for the Zootopia attraction, which is trackless uh, combined with the enhanced motion vehicle. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, I just think it's lazy. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know. No, we could be wrong, by, by the yeah, way. Right. This is just all speculation. So I think that you're I think what you're saying makes the most sense. I okay. also think that Disney's going to play it really smart with Avengers. It's incredibly smart for like mm-hmm. the constantly evolving entertainment field, especially for a property as volatile and seemingly unpredictable as Marvel. They can put millions into a movie in a flop and then put a little bit less into something and have it really pick up and get like a massive mm-hmm. social media thing. So having the flexibility to replace scenes characters or even the full attraction in avengers campus is very smart Mm -hmm. right i'm surprised they didn't just do something like star tours where it's a bunch of randomized missions and you can put whatever character you want in there um but i think that like if in the case that it is the black box especially because so many of these characters do seem like they're their life is in CGI, like the like the comic Mm -hmm. spider-man or or these animated looking characters you know i think that the black box makes the most financial sense for Disney. And that's why I would be unsurprised that they would do it, especially mm-hmm. with how risky the the idea is. You know, right. they, it's not like they're just doing uh, an Iron Man ride. My thought, my little thought, I thought it was going to be silly, but that they were going to put uh, some permutation of that Iron Man coaster in Paris. Just, mm. just cheap. Rock and, and, basic rock and roller coaster. Exactly. Like cheap and rip rock and roller coaster. Get a nice Iron Man ride in there. It's a super mm-hmm. attractive property. Right. But, 
with the direction they're going and how open it is, you know, mm-hmm. I think that actually thematically fits the black box idea pretty well. Yeah. Um, I think that I don't particularly like that. Uh, I wish that they would make more physical sets, but like mm-hmm. I, I, I buy your theory and I yeah. think it, it would make a lot of sense. No, I know a lot of people are joking around that. Oh, you know, now it's going to take like seven years to build this. And I think that people tend to forget that the building, the long build times seems to be more of a Florida problem than Mm -hmm. it does a California problem. California seems to get things done awfully quick. In fact, uh, Runaway Railway was actually supposed to be open now, but was delayed by the pandemic. And so, like, we actually get things done we get shit done. So I think this will probably be open by 2025. Hopefully that land will be cleared soon. And they're actually like putting the budget down for it. And they're not doing what we'll talk about later. But speaking of California adventure, because nothing can have no IP on it. San Francisco from big hero six is coming to Disney's California adventure, taking over Pacific wharf, in oh my god if you looked at this concept art yes (laughs) (laughs) now like when i saw it in the stream it's again this is all like this weird illusion like because you see the things that pop up to you like and into your eyes first and of Mm -hmm. course it's that you know uh um samurai-esque uh golden gate bridge from the movie that's taken over that bridge and then that catches your eye. So at first you think, oh, this is actually really cool. And there's like lanterns all over the place. And then you're like, oh, okay, this could be cool. And then you look at the concept art closely and you notice that everything is the same. And it has some new signage on it. There mm-hmm. are lanterns over the air, uh the front uh, facade area with some Baymax <laughs> some Chinese lanterns with Baymax uh oh, yeah. Japanese lanterns with Baymax on it and uh with the Big Hero 6 logo uh the Pacific Work Cafe <laughs> uh which is my favorite has been turned into the Lucky Cat Cafe which is uh where Aunt Cass works at uh in the movie and uh, they say that one of the things will be obviously a Baymax meet and greet, which will likely take over the current location of the bread tour factory, which you got a free piece of bread. Goodbye, free wow. bread. Uh, and one of the places that's currently in Pacific Wharf, which is Casino Cucamonga, is still in there. They haven't even given that a new theme in the concept art. <laughs> so. What are we doing here? What are we doing here, Disney? This is this is embarrassing. I think this, this is, is this is low even for you. Maybe this is cringe, and uh, the people who went to D twenty three can uh, like finally accept that the insults I levied to them are actually belonging to me. But I think this is the worst announcement that they did. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It was it was really well done because number one, nobody saw it coming. There were no leaks. Nobody thought this would ever be a thing. It doesn't make sense. They they spring it on us. And you're kind of like, 
well, San Francisco is in California and San Francisco. Okay. I kind of get it. And then you look at the concept art for two seconds. And just when you first see it, you're like, okay, this is kind of neat. And then you look at it and you really look at it and then go, Oh, Oh my God. They <laughs> this learned. Is, this is bad. They learned nothing from Pixar pier. Nothing. They didn't learn a damn thing. Like, mm-hmm. I guess it was successful. So why would they learn? Right. Exactly. But like in, in, you know, if like there was uh, the critical error in Pixar Pier, I think, is that while some of the aspects of the renovations were successful, um, some of things are actually I enjoy in Pixar Pier. Other things feel like they're slapping things onto perfectly fine rides for no good reason to the detriment of mm-hmm the experience i think that i mean look i would be curious to know what the uh 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 uh, population i guess of uh california screaming has been since the shift to incredicoaster but i think that it's just one of those cases where you look at it and you say you've lost so much of the Mm. of any theme and now it's just become like a really short term and and bland slap on it looks cheap like a a carnival thing Mm -hmm. i think that the pacific wharf while not the most dynamic and extravagant area right it wasn't something that people were going to dca for it's pretty well themed has a lot of Mm -hmm. nice things and seeing i don't know i see it as something that like Uh, it's a food court and the thing is is if you're going to retheme it i don't care but do a better job than this do a better job retheming it put more effort into it i guess to me it just reeks of some you know Mm -hmm. mba some business person being like well we have that san francisco section and one of our famous movies has that san francisco part what if we just what if we just combine the two of those yeah and i I guess i have to ask like in cases where you're going to bring more people to the parks for example the tiana attraction has a very pragmatic purpose it's going to bring Mm -hmm. hopefully a more people and b dissuade fervor against the original attraction i actively do not understand (laughs) Mm -hmm. what is gained from doing this change because okay. I don't – I mean maybe Baymax, I so, guess. So that's the thing. Number one, this is the third, third meeting grade announced in this panel. And it will not be the last, by the way. Right. And also, I bet you I know exactly what they're doing. So the, the probably the budget allotted is, okay, we're going to going to attach these two new sculptures to this bridge. We're going to do some repainting some hanging lanterns and then we have a rebuild for a section and the rebuild is going to be that bread tour becomes the entrance for a meet and greet after the meet and greet we take out uh some of that kitchen uh that used to be for boudin uh bread bowls in a factory whatever and we're going to replace that with a gift shop so now this place has a gift shop and after the gift shop will be the Lucky Cat Cafe uh, that Ant Cass works at. So uh, Instagram spot, place to pray, merch, food and Instagram spot. And then the rest we're gonna, just going to leave alone with some maybe light theming touches uh, also for Instagram. And break. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it. It all just blows. And I'll keep it short because we have a lot to talk about. But. The none of any of that, and I agree, all of those reasons make sense. Mm-hmm. I buy it, but none of that says anything about that. The reason why we did this is because it's going to be a more interesting experience that was better than the last one, mm-hmm. or it's more unique, or it's more thematically attractive. You know, I think that maybe that's why Disney's losing me a bit. It's because ever since Pixar Pier, 
the reason, like ever since Pixar Pier, the Disney proponents, the people who go to D23, when you say, well, why did they do this? Well, why did they make this change? They always say, well, you know, financially, it really gets those new properties in the park. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I I didn't go to business school. You didn't go to business yeah. school. You know, I, I don't care. I'm going, <laughs> if, you know, if, if I watched a movie and I came out and said, man, that sucked. And my friend said, yeah, but it really is going to corner the 18 to 23 market. Where are the quadrants? Where are the quadrant <laughs> appeals? This food court is fine, but can't we sell merch? That's right. Isn't this? Yeah, well, I mean, look, move on. Moving on. <laughs> look, look, when when Disney Parks announces that uh, you can buy a robot Baymax in here and that'll interact with the land, people will go crazy. And my favorite, my favorite reaction, we got to we got to move on. But really quick, yeah. I did like people saying, well, what if they put a ride in there? And I'm like, oh, honey. Oh, honey, there's no space. <laughs> there's there's no space. And Have you no, been to DCA? Yeah, there's on. no ride Stop. going there. Stop. Stop it. The worst okay. is you'll lose Godiva and you'll lose the bread. So you lose oh, everything. Not Godiva, it's Ghirardelli. Okay, close enough. Oh. Hey, Clearly, that's hey, how much you care about it, right? Okay. Uh, Paradise yeah. Pier Hotel is becoming Pixar Place Hotel. I don't care. Can we move on? Uh, the, the hotel sucks. The new hotel looks like it sucks. Yeah. Moving okay. <laughs> uh, Portos and Din Tang Fung is coming to downtown Disney. Uh, I don't know if this um, uh, uh, the Chinese restaurant is going where the Rainforest Cafe is currently. I don't know. Um, I can't really tell by the concept art. It Portos, looks like it's in a void. It yeah. looks like it's like in nowhere. Yeah. yeah Portos. <laughs> Portos is very famous from um, Burbank, uh, right outside of. Um, WB, I've been there quite a few times and it's very well, uh, it's a very good establishment and, uh, people were very excited about that, but I thought it was going to be in and out, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, Mickey's Toontown, uh, new details of the overhaul, including new runaway railway queue details. Um, now a lot of this, the play areas are basically, reformatted to when it was built in 1993 uh it wasn't very ada friendly and you could definitely tell that they're making it ada friendly now um, in fact in one of the uh screenshots for the concept arts for the goofy area you could see a, a little girl in a wheelchair uh, very much pointing out that this is a very inclusive new place this is a nice refresh for kids uh, and in the Runaway Railway queue, you can see that uh, we have uh, lots of references to Mickey Mouse's past. You can see Mickey Mouse Disco. Hope that they have Splash Dance in there. Uh, and oh, right, Splash Dance is good. Stop. Splash Dance is actually pretty good. I like Splash Dance. Um, and you have uh, the plane from Plane Crazy, the Sorcerer Mickey. This looks good. This looks better than the uh, Runway Railway queue in Florida, to be honest. What are your thoughts? The one in Florida is pretty is pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um, I never. I I just googled Splash Dance. By the way, I, I... Splash Splash Splash. Oh my goodness! I love that cover, Mickey Mouse and the Surfboard. Is that what it is? Awesome. And it's the the album's barely what you think it is. It's it's barely. It's a lot of like synthy, like uh, tech uh, '80s songs. It's it's great. It's great. I love the one where Goofy does uh, "Blue" by Eiffel 65 on the one album. 
There's the there's the classic Mambo number five with Disney. No, no, um, no. Yeah, it does look better than the one in, which is weird because the one in Hollywood Studios should have been a, an easy home run. But it, yeah, it mm-hmm. looks better. I mean, everything in Toontown looks cool. I didn't see Roger Rabbit or the Fountain in the concept now, art, Rabbit but you assume is, is going to stay, I guess. Roger right? Rabbit is mentioned, actually. Oh, really? The, the, uh, the park's pavilion. It mentions you can enjoy, you know, Roger Rabbit's still you know so it's like kind of clearly mentioned in there but quietly done which is really weird so like it mentions it like there's there's no admission but they're really kind of more focused on the new stuff yeah that that new yeah i mean yeah it looks fine i mean roger rabbit is kind of silly now but you know what are you gonna do mm-hmm. and i uh, you know what's weird is that the do you know they moved away from a lot of those like interactive scene one q elements but they're all in here. Like there's a kid moving the steamboat Willie thing, which makes me wonder if this might have similar to like that Dumbo system where yeah. you had the buzzer and you could just kind of explore this queue as like a museum. Oh, that would be, that it would be, be awesome. Like, uh, like Jimmy Fallon, right? Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome if that was the case. Yeah, it does kind of look that. like it's a little free and open. People mm-hmm. don't seem to be standing as much in a line or, and more. Or that it could they're, be just you know? concept art weirdness. Oh, that's you know? yeah. Speaking of concept mm-hmm. art weirdness, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're not there yet. Okay, so as we said, uh, Tiana's Bayou Adventure still set for late 2024. Splash Mountain still does not have a closing date, and I thought for certain that when the D23 Expo ended, then we were going to get the date. Nope. Still haven't gotten the date. This has to open in two years. Okay. I yeah, I don't know. Okay. About that. All right, sure. Um, there's a storyline where Tiana is searching for a special ingredient to her gumbo and a salt mine owned by her food company. Sure, Tiana's Foods. Um, and the original voice cast returns. We have uh so we we talked about the models already. Anything else you want to talk about, Tiana? Uh, besides the fact that they wasted twenty, like another fifteen minutes on a musical number, and oh, yeah. uh, people were telling me, "Shut up, it's good." And I'm like, "I want more announcements." I think the story's lame. Uh, I wish <laughs> they would just tell the movie story. I don't really no, care about. I don't this. like. I don't like book reports crap so yeah, but this direct to dvd sequel craps worse <laughs> like much worse mm-hmm. like frozen ever after i think is actually really good at it because it doubles it's doing like a cheat right it's doing yeah. both ways it's retelling I think, the story uh, I think they're gonna do that they're gonna cheat they're gonna cheat now that i'm fine with yeah, yeah they're fine. gonna cheat now, they're, gonna, a... they're gonna go down up the hill and he's going are you ready are you ready yeah. although keith Dr. david Vesuvia. is not in it he's oh. not in it but that doesn't mean that they can you know that wasn't Keith David going, are you ready? Uh, that wasn't you can Keith just David. do the spirits or whatever. Yeah, it was just the spirits. And yeah. then I bet you the final scene will be dig a little deeper. You know, that. that yeah, I don't that. think this ride is going to stay around for that long, to be honest with you. I don't really? think it has the staying power. No, I don't think so at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh oh, you're kind of getting problematic here. People can what? be mad at you. I, people can be mad at me. Like, <laughs> If 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 your politics and personality are so thin that me criticizing a Disney attraction undermines your entire perception of the world, then you deserve to be angry. Because you, <laughs> I stand by like, like I I I think that Splash Mountain is a is an attraction with bad baggage. I think mm-hmm. it has about as much baggage as Frontierland does. So if you mm-hmm. want to have the the Splash Mountain conversation, let's mm-hmm. talk about Frontierland because yeah. 
it's bad. Um, mm. I think that this is Princess and the Frog is a brilliant movie. I think it's my favorite 2D Disney movie. Right. I think uh, that this had the potential to be interesting, and I'm holding out for the rest of it. But mm-hmm. yeah. the, the speed of opening is scary to me yeah. because if they're not going to reuse the animatronics, it kind of looks like they're going to be, they, you know. They did say there was going to be animatronics. Yeah, that's the thing. Tiana. I think they should keep as many animatronics as they can. I hope so, yeah. Excluding the Brer characters. Yes, of course. Keep the rest of them. You know, Honestly, you could probably keep most of them. I think that the tough thing about Splash Mountain and replacing it is that so much of the attraction is like so iconic that you have to replace it with something like more so than Maelstrom, right? Again, I'll keep this short because we're going long. More so than Maelstrom. So the replacement has to be, I think, equally as iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, to remove Zippity Duda, a song that I think might reserve, deserve removing, you know, there's an argument there. Yeah. You have to replace it with something equally as weighty. And mm-hmm. um, what they're describing right now is a story about a salt mine. And the one thing they showed off was the the fog machine. Yeah, that's right. The mist. Yeah. The magical it, mist. I, you know, it could open up and I could do backflips. I could be like, oh my goodness, this is literally brilliant. And then I'll, I'll, we'll be good. But at the moment, it's a little, there's some hesitancy. I yeah, think. I know. Uh, yeah. Understandable. Totally understandable. Yeah. Uh, Harmonious is Woo! death. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> So my favorite thing he said in the panel was we uh, we just had our 50th anniversary and we had a lot of uh, nighttime spectaculars, which were mostly successful. Uh, what? What? You're talking about Kite Tales, which was recently confirmed to end at the end of this month. Or are you talking about Harmonious? Because then you talk about how it's successful and you're ending it. You're ending Harmonious. Mm. And we don't know what the barges are going uh, but a new show is planned for the 100th anniversary. And I already made this joke on Twitter. But if it's called Illuminations 100 and it just has Disney songs, I will be doubled over in laughter. I really hope that happens because y'all deserve it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all deserve it. Why? For going Illuminations, bring Illuminations back. And Why not, thinking, it... not thinking that illuminations if it came back would just have disney songs. yeah no there's this new show is gonna suck too don't go don't don't don't, don't, yeah. don't don't pretend don't pretend like this like uh the the entertainment and josh tomorrow were like you know what maybe these disney movies are too much let's instead <laughs> make a movie all about the history of the world and the future no properties uh harmonious is bad this was great news harmonious is mm-hmm. awful uh, I remember I saw it once. I hated it. I think I made a mistake and put a tweet out. A bunch of people called me racist. Now the show's gone. So, um, fellas, is it racist to hate an Epcot nighttime spectacular? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that uh, oh, this is a show. This is about a bunch of cultures, a bunch of cultures that are, of course, all of them love Disney it's movies. Totally not, not an advertisement for Disney Plus. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's yeah. Good job. And then, uh, then you have the classic. I love your note here. Walt Disney takes a crap as your next. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. <laughs> that's what everybody was joking about. Yeah. You know, that's, and it's not like, you know, you make the same jokes about the Lincoln Memorial. So that's going in. Uh, that's going into uh, the Epcot next year. Are you going to saddle up next to Walt on his throne? Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I used to go see Ronald McDonald on the oh, bench. Oh, yes. And he and, would be uh, on the bench. This reminds me. The two, actually, Ronald McDonald statues that yeah. they did. 
<laughs> okay. Journey of Water Moana at Epcot is opening late 2023. I cannot Late believe 2023 of one year. It's going to take an additional year to make this walk through water splash pad. Like I'll, 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 very quickly speaking pragmatically to Disney, the more you put these properties on these rides, the more dated they'll become. Ride. Like Moana is a good ride. Movie. ride. Uh, <laughs> uh, activation. Yes. Right? There we go. Uh, the the you know if you like I I love Moana. It was well, I like Moana. It was really good. But like, Mo is Moana a property that's going to last for the next twenty years of Epcot? Perhaps the mm. you know they put so much effort in the rides get so delayed. Moana came out what year? Two thousand eighteen. Uh, twenty sixteen. I was in high school. <laughs> like, like that was, oh my goodness. Moana yeah. came out six years ago when we're finally mm-hmm. getting rides. Yeah. Activations. Okay. Now we got to talk about the biggest sucker punch. You know, it. <laughs> we all know it. Josh tomorrow. Speaking about another character that's in Epcot. Imagination pavilion pops up. The crowd goes, Oh my God, here it goes. Everybody's like, attention is like caught. It's like, Oh my god! Yeah, this is happening. This feel is the happening. tension. Like I was sitting there in my my house. I my I couldn't breathe. I was like, I, oh my god! Just everybody's like, and he's like, "There's a character that you used to be able to meet. You can only meet in Epcot." And everyone was like, "Oh my fucking god! He's gonna <laughs> do it. He's gonna announce it." And guess what? You can meet him again next year. That's right. Figment's coming back in a meeting greet. Mm, yeah, we're taking the old costume out of storage, dusting it off. I mean, come on. Who did this? You had to know. You had to know you're fucking with your audience. You know everybody wants this attraction to be redone and brought back to its former glory. And you just... You, 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 you remember that Simpsons episode where... Bart falls in love with his um, next door neighbor and she tells him that she's dating Jimbo Jones and Bart (laughs) imagines uh, Laura Powers grabbing into his chest and taking out his heart. That's what Josh DiAmaro did. He he He, grabbed into our chests and ripped out our hearts. You can see the exact moment. Well, that's 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 a Ralph episode. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's yeah. the, I, I can double dip on the Simpsons. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, no, I think... Uh, oh, speaking of Simpsons. Anyways, uh, I think, uh, you know, the problem is, is that I understand the frustration, but, like, I think the universal feeling was, oh, my God, they're about to announce they're going to ruin Figment. Like, people who... After, <laughs> I like, like I how you how you don't say redo Figment. You just no. go immediately to ruin Figment. Yeah, like not that the ride's any good now, but like if you sincerely believe, I wish I had the childlike optimism that they're gonna put the mm. Dreamfinder back <laughs> and they're gonna oh it's gonna be a new Figment just like the old one. Look, Phineas and Ferb or something is gonna be the new Figment or whatever or Inside <laughs> Out. Yeah, apparently I've always heard this rumor that Pete Doctor was given a proposal for into because he basically took over Lasser's job. Right. And uh, he was given this proposal. Hey, we're going to do the inside out ride where you get on the train of thought. And he went, no, this is where figment is. You don't you make millions of dollars on figment merch. And they went and looked back. He's like, yeah, we do make millions of dollars. Okay. It should be figment, right? Yeah, you're right. We do make millions of dollars. Okay. 
I guess we won't do that then. Look, just give it time. Figment meets some character is going to be the next permutation. Figment meets Bing Bong. They can do either they'll do, do a big black box attraction <laughs> in the new movie of the year. Figment meets mm-hmm. them and goes into their imaginative world. Yes. <laughs> like the Wreck-It Ralph meet and greet that's still there. <laughs> Figment meets the characters from <laughs> Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> it's Figment's Fig- journey through Fig- Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> figment meets the characters of american born chinese (laughs) (laughs) what is that one about the squirrel oh uh was that fiona and ulysses yeah (laughs) i don't even remember that name i I honestly think (laughs) that's a sign that you might watch too much disney plus if you remember the squirrel movies (laughs) a figment meets the cast of hocus pocus 2 oh boy you see that new Disney Plus short? Figment meets Lisa, meets Ursula, meets Ralph Mickey Mouse, meets Billie Eilish. Oh, Fig- well, the Figment new- goes on tour with Taylor Swift. Just bring back Billy Barty from the grave. <laughs> AI Billy Barty. Jesus. That's the first time that sentence has ever been uttered by a human being. Bob Chapek's ears just lit up. It's it's AI Billy Barty meets AI Luke Skywalker. They start pulling lines from UHF. <laughs> just, make, just make a movie around. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, if uh, uh, the Ohana Mansion at Walt Disney World uh, continues to be the best version, uh, they're getting the Hatbox Ghost, uh, possibly voiced by Jared Leto. <laughs> What did you just say? Figment meets the Hatbox Ghost. No, what did you say about the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom continues to be the best version? Yes, it is. The only good thing about it, uh, the only thing that has over a Disneyland is the facade. Uh, I mean, the only thing Disneyland has over it is the facade. I honestly oh, think I that think. the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom is the best one uh, in the United States. Hmm. Yeah, we don't, we don't was... have time to fight you on that one. So you can... I, really, <laughs> you're the East Coaster. I know. Well, maybe that's what it is. But I think for yeah. some part of me, I mean, Haunted Mansion in Disneyland, I think a, is a tighter experience. I prefer the oh, queue. Okay. Um, but I, oh. I, I, I understand. I, I yeah, understand. Okay. All right, I, I prefer the Haunted Mansion Magic Kingdom. Well, now grass you can... is greener. Grass is greener on the other side. They can they can whore out the Hatbox Ghost another yes. time. <laughs> I okay, can't understand uh, the Hatbox Ghost anymore. The Hatbox Ghost used to be my favorite thing in the whole world. I have like a bunch of like little mm-hmm. drawings of him on my wall, yeah. like my childhood room. But now it's in mm-hmm. everything, and it's Jared Leto too. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I can handle. It's just okay. too much. They've they've done it. All right. Okay. Let's get through these really quick because we got to get to the main event. Uh, the next Christian cruise ship is called the Disney Treasure. Don't give a shit. Uh, Lighthouse Point was revealed. We can't afford to go to it. Zootopia <laughs> uh, is coming to Shanghai. Their screens, facades, a new ride was a uh, lovely cop car ride vehicle. Uh, the Clawhauser animatronic was revealed. That looked fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and there were puppets that are going to be in the windows. Did you see those? I did not actually. Oh, the, yeah. I, the, I see that. I see that. I saw those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't see. What do the yeah. puppets look like? Are they like? They look like puppets, or yeah, they look like just furry foxes or something like that. That's they look huh. like muppets, basically. Yeah. Oh. Um, Tron is finally opening in t- spring 2023. Hallelujah! Oh my God! Finally, please God, open up. 
so everybody can shut the fuck up about it. Uh, Duffy, the Disney bear, has a Disney Plus stop motion series coming out. Are you going to view it? Absolutely. All right, cool. I like Duffy, <laughs> weirdly. Uh, Hong Kong gets a Walt statue. That looks like crap. Great. For sure. Fine. What is uh, that? Like, What is an announcement? Sorry, not, very, one sentence on it. Please, please, please. Go ahead. Ronald McDonald. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, Frozen is coming to Hong Kong, Paris, and Tokyo. Hong Kong's opens late next year. Uh, Walt Disney Paris uh, Studios Paris gets a promenade with a tangled flat ride. Good for them. It's a teacups ride right here. Uh, a new World of Color show, World of Color 1. Okay. Uh, and a new fireworks show, Wondrous Journeys, opens at Disneyland next year to celebrate the 100th anniversary. And all right. And sure enough, you have... It and you have Soul, Moana, Encanto, Coco, uh, and a lot of recent IP, and of course, The Lion King because Mufasa is coming out. Uh, and then they showed, uh, they also showed a timeline. Oh, um, you with... forgot the uh, the new song from Disneyland. Did you do do what oh, you think that's of that? Right. Yes, the song, the wondrous I song. I couldn't believe it. With... I think it was yeah. The, uh, now, the, the was that the one with Jordan Fisher or. I'll tell you, it was the one that sounded like a Catholic, like a Catholic rock song or something like that. Mm, I don't remember, honestly. Uh, So there was also this timeline, um, which, of course, um, does not feature the Avengers attraction. That's why I think it's going to be 2025. uh, And it's a lot of boring shit. (laughs) Uh, And that's just the truth. Sorry. Yeah, (laughs) it's a weak couple of years for Disney here. Mm -hmm. It's really weak. Mm hmm. So let's talk about what we all want to talk about, which is the blue sky. So Josh starts talking about the boundless future of the Disney company and has Jennifer Lee come out, who is the uh, lead uh, creative chief creative officer of Walt Disney Animation Studios. Um, And he has two Imagineers come out. And he's like, well, let's just talk about some ideas. So while a lot of the internet wanted you to think that these were announcements, none of these were announcements. And he very clearly says this by saying, maybe. He says, maybe, maybe we'll do this. Maybe it'll change next week. Maybe. What the hell was this? What the hell was this? I, I believe I, in 10 years, we're going to look back. I swear to you, they had Dolly or something in the back and they just had like one of those AI art generator things mm-hmm. and they just had them talk on the stage and just had some intern like slapping things into the art generator <laughs> so they could spit it up onto the screen. Yeah, this true. is this is basically a guarantee. The one winner from the end of the show was you, Mr. O'Reilly, because you now have like seven or eight things to talk mm-hmm. about. Right <laughs> into the next decade. It's true. It, it, it was, I think it was exactly what you were saying, though. I think the intention was to get sites like Inside the Magic, like yes. Yahoo News, like any. You know what's general... funny? It's, it wasn't. It was actually just the theme park media that really responded to this, going, "Oh my gosh, they announced a Moana Land and a Zootopia Land taking over Dino Land." Right. And it's like, no, they they factually did not. They said on stage, these are not announcements. This is all blue sky. They said it. That's that's what they said. Like the way that this was structured, it would be like if um there was a you you know smiling friends, right? 
Yes. So at the end of at the end of the last, I think it's called the very positive stream was a show that Zach and Michael did for like a a while. They would just draw things Mm -hmm. at the end of the last episode. They were like, what if we came up with these two little characters? What if there was this little blue guy and this little and this big yellow guy? And then at the end of it, Zach goes and they're airing right now on Adult Swim. It, it, It This seemed like it was. Like the way it was structured was them doing blue skies. You got this feeling that they were like, oh my goodness, they're building up to like a big announcement. Like, mm-hmm. what if, what if, what if? Well, we have it for you today. But that moment never comes. Mm-hmm. And they just keep speculating and showing concept art of things that, uh, spoiler, at least in my opinion, are in no way ever going to open within the next 10 years, if at all. Mm-hmm. Like, none of this seems like anything that could happen within the 2020s it's funny you should mention smiling friends because it's kind of like you saw the special That's smiling brazil. friends go to brazil and there it's <laughs> yeah. literally like it's literally like uh trolling the audience because they're like this is all the wacky adventures are going to go on and then pim forgot to book a hotel and then they just argue about it for 11 straight minutes and decide yeah. to hop right back onto a plane. It, it was so like, <laughs> similarly, it was so awkward. Like the, yeah. the chemistry of the three of them was pretty bad because like, was, you know, they're all was. business well, people. It, it was like, it was like they brought out an applausometer. Okay. Right. And the applausometer was rating on whether or not this would actually get built. Hey, do you like this? How about a villain's that? Okay, we're gonna do that one. That one. That one. Pick that one. That's, it was. That's what it's like. There is like a um. There is a truth, you know, in the current world we live in, and this is very light diatribe. In the current world we live in, where people who are very into business are running these companies, there is an absolute accuracy in that having a constant flow of content, or even the promise of content, is enough to keep your business afloat. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe the long term success is going to be inhibited because people are going to suddenly not trust you. But today, to promising a big, massive thing that people on social media can talk about, whether or not it even comes out, is, is financial success. Mm-hmm. So part of me wonders if there is a little bit more of a devious, you know, backhanded plan a little bit in the back here, specifically with tomorrow. That's like, well, you know, we really don't have like you're saying, we, we really don't yeah. have something to match Epic yeah, this, Universe. This is all this is all an illusion. This is the illusion. Exactly. Disney History Un- uh, Institute came out with this great overview and saying, you know what Imagineering does? It's a lot of illusions. And that's exactly what they did here. They created the illusion of an announcement. Right. That mm-hmm. makes because because if you, I mean, I think it's giving it too much credit to get into exactly, and we won't do it here, but why these projects wouldn't work, even like logistically, mm-hmm. like the second project, <laughs> literally wouldn't work. Yeah, it, it, like actually, it's I like, don't it's think they have like, the infrastructure. It's just like the most random things put together. It's like, what if you went into the uh, the, the village from Coco? Or you can visit Casa Magical at and from a conto. Or how about I don't know an entire villain's land? What? And there's an actual concept art somebody made. Like you just said, it's it's a mid journey AI image. It, it looks we're looking honestly, at like here. it looks like a mid journey AI image. Yeah. That's the worst part. Is that the the the, the Dino Land one seems like someone spent some time on it. But mm-hmm. no offense to the concept artist, I assume they were given very little time. Yeah. Uh, but like, it literally looks like if you go into mid journey.ai and type in 
Encanto and Coco and Disney villains right. and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and they all come together. It's <laughs> so funny, like the Disney villains thing. It's just like dark clouds in Chernabog in the distance. It it you know, it's the short sightedness, I think, of even Josh DeMauro and the business leads at Disney for yeah, you know, I, I talked about Pixar Pier in the beginning. And I talked about San Francisco, San Francisco or whatever happening mm-hmm. at the Pacific Wharf, saying that those things literally do not fit. They're just really good possible activations that someone could see as being very synthesized. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to engage with this concept very lightly. And I know I, I know I shouldn't. I'm going to do it for a second. I <laughs> think putting Encanto and Coco in Frontierland is as problematic as something like Splash Mountain, because I, I think the idea to that fair, like, to, to be fair, I don't think that this is supposed to be in Frontierland. The idea was that this was beyond Big Thunder Mountain. I still so think that this, being, are, this is kind of like new lands, but still connecting in Canto mm-hmm. and Coco, like that is the epitome of white yeah, American. No, 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 you're right, you're America right. That, is that is weird. That is weird. Problematic to connect. Mexico and South America, Colombia, right? It's yeah. like it's like you know. And again, I know, and I'll stop engaging with it after this because, as both of us, I think, agree, this is more advertising than it is like mm-hmm. actual planning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, you look at this, and I, I step back and I say, the especially Demaro, who's presenting this as like a brilliant new idea, the the core thesis of this entire thing was how do we take the things that you like. And find an excuse to get them into the parks. Or really, more specifically, how do we take the things that we can bank on, our properties, Mm -hmm. and create synergy that doesn't work, but we're going to say it works? You Mm -hmm. know, it's the same thing as if I put, if I was arguing, I think someone did for a long time argue that Encanto should go with the Mexico Pavilion. I think someone (laughs) said that on Twitter, right? And it was like a massive outcry. It was like, what are you talking about? What? Yeah, it's what? like yeah, that's like that's like well, what? they're not Mexican. <laughs> it's <laughs> like um, you do know that they have a recent IP that actually took place in Mexico, correct? Right, and, you know. So it's like I think that the the era of promise, right? Like I like if they can, they can't do what video games and movies do. Movies take a year to make. Video games take three years to make. Theme parks mm-hmm. take millions of dollars. So they're sitting in this room full of people who will eat up oh, anything. Uh, no, ever no, heard no, 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 no. It's not full of people. There's barely anybody in the building. Oh, is that so? Because yeah. so, there was a conference once. It was Bethesda's E3 conference, and they were doing a presentation on the Elder Scrolls Online. And because mm-hmm. the game was such a failure, nobody liked it, they had people working on the game come to the show. And cheer as loud as they could. <laughs> and I, I was thinking of that during this show because I was like, man, these people are like literally screaming. Not that they're working mm-hmm. on it, but they had like a guaranteed group of people. This was brilliant advertising. Oh, it was. I mean, like people love the Disney villains. They love the Disney villains. And this has been something people have really wanted. And they just kind of set it at D23 Expo. And even though everything, was specifically stated this is not announced this is not real it can change any moment right the very fact that there was was mentioned made people's heads explode so yeah it was brilliant brilliant absolutely brilliant malicious m- malevolent this is devious cynical as hell it's, but it it's it's like on one day a year, they put sugar cubes in the slop <laughs> and the, the, and it's not to, I, I think 
Disney's had like a interesting shift, I think, recently where the being like into Disney, going to Disney has never been not popular, but being like a Disney hyper fan is becoming huge, especially mm-hmm. on like TikTok and Twitter. Yeah. When I say hyper fan, I don't mean like they engage with you know rides as like rides, but they yeah, love the not, movies. You know, you're very close to saying the two two words that will get us in hot water. Well, what words? You know, you know what the words are. I don't actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, once one of the words is Disney. <laughs> the other word is adults. Oh, yeah, Disney adults. Well, so I think I, I do think actually, I, I mean, I don't, I think there's nothing wrong with being a Disney adult. Right. There's nothing wrong with being old and being into Disney movies. I'm, I, that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Um, but, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that like the the hyper dedication makes it so that yeah. these announcements, that's what's designed for. I think mm-hmm. that the, the goal is like you're into Disney. You wear the Mickey cum hat that they were selling. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. And <laughs> you see that Minnie was, was, he was squirting with excitement. He was dripping with excitement. Dripping with excitement. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, so did I, did, did I tell you, did you see that my tweet about me being at the diner? No. <laughs> so it was at a diner yesterday and I was paying my check. Um, and the waitress looked at my shirt. I was wearing a 45th anniversary Carousel of Progress shirt. Oh. And she said, oh, is the Carousel of Progress your favorite ride? And I said, yeah. And she looked at me with like literal contempt. Oh, by the way, she might be <laughs> listening. If she's, I, she's, she actually found the show. My friend told her the yes! show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> she may be listening. So if you're listening, um, I didn't catch your name from the diner. Hi. Uh, you're probably never going to listen again. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I found like that fascinating because it was somebody out in like the wild who was number one engaging with me as someone. She said that I think her and her fiance visit Disney very often. Mm. So she knew Carousel of Progress. Yes. But someone who isn't really interested in the things that are happening out in the hall at D23. You know, Tony Baxter, Bob Gurr, uh, Joe Rody were all there and they're walking around. They're selling their stuff. And Mickey's a Glendale mm-hmm. has these specific hyper niche things. And there's yes. history panels. Like they mm-hmm. had a presentation of the 1972. Main Street Street Parade. Parade, and that was fascinating. Absolutely. I never knew there was a bed knobs and broomsticks section and they played the synth from it. And it's awful. Yeah, it is. And it that was, is the fascinating. Was really <laughs> it was fascinating. But, but you see what I'm saying, right? Like there was so much of this stuff going outside mm-hmm. the halls, but that's not what appeals to the people who, who are stopping me for my shirt. Right. What appeals to the people who are stopping me for my shirt is this. So it was, and I'll conclude on this, my little tangent. You can see the distinction to keep the fans, the hyper fans who are doing all the history stuff on, on the, on the, uh, on the edge of the fishing rod, they offer the meet and greet for figment. Right. Figment is going to be brought back in a meet and greet. But to rear in those hyper fans, the the Disney adults, not in a pejorative sense, but in a very honest. Literal, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's where they promise, you know, that mm-hmm. movie Coco you saw, the one that you have all the posters and all the lounge fly shirts for. That's coming. And Encanto, the song that took over TikTok, that's coming. And the villains that you go meet at Mickey's Not So Scary, that you pay up like incredible mm-hmm. prices to go to an after hour event to meet yeah. dr vesuvier that's coming it's it's the real but is it well that's the thing is yeah. it, does it matter <laughs> yeah i mean does you, really you got a point like mean and greets are in this instagram world becoming people love them yeah becoming greater currency i mean lines for meeting you know 
uh, all these villains. You know, remember when Constantine? It was was it like a three hour wait? Oh, that's know, right. Like that? I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or yeah. even like the Disney after uh, the '80s night in 80s Disneyland. Night. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That it's just like it's so big. It's offering those experiences, and I think that's mm-hmm. where, speaking strictly in a business sense, Demaro and Chapek, I think, have their minds there that again not even criticizing them that they know that the synergy of mm-hmm. the content you're watching on Disney plus and yeah. the experiences you have in Disney is what draws that new right. vicious crowd because the prices mm-hmm. are going up and the experiences are getting less uh the capacity is mm-hmm. getting lower but yeah. the population is still there so I I'm mm-hmm. curious to know what I actually don't know what most people think about this frankly I've never I don't know anybody who's talking about this besides Disney hyper fans because the media won't talk about it. And you know, the reason why the media, the mainstream media, they're too scared. No, actually that's not it. It's because (laughs) Disney did not release any actual press about this. And this is true. If you go to Disney parks, they have a list of all the press items and this is not on air, which basically prohibits the mainstream press about really talking about it unless they want to talk about the content of the panel. So there is actually no press announcements about any of this hmm. blue sky stuff. This is essentially just a segment from the panel that is talking about the possible future of the Disney parks. And yeah. that was a very canny idea. And only, only the rags and sorry, Tom Corliss, you're probably not listening, but fuck you. You're you're, you're a rag. Uh, it's he's you're the like, one. You're, you're the one like who, yeah, you're the one who put out an announcement. This has been announced, um, and that's misinformation. And you know, yes, polit- pol- political misinformation is worse, but still, fuck you. Uh, you know, and, I, I gotta ask yeah. you though. I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the, the, the the awful podcast conversation starter. You know, I have yeah. a question for you. Anyways, yeah. mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Uh, Disneyland, uh, I don't remember what the name of the thing was, but the new park in Disneyland, remember they announced that right when Anaheim was doing that, they were going through that real bitchy tax problem between them and Anaheim. Yeah. Disney gets out and they say, Disneyland forward, I think is what it was called. Yeah, yeah, Disneyland forward, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, you know what? Anaheim's going to try to uh, block us. You know, we got a new resort and a new park and a new hotel. It It was expansions. It was expansions. To both DCA and Disneyland. Well, there was also that like really long strip of like the Black Panther ride. Or yeah, yeah, but that was that was going to be like one of them was DCA, one was Disneyland. Okay, and that that's what they were promising. Okay, but you, you're you're right. I know what you're talking. About. They had like an intention there, and I don't think that's mm-hmm. ever going to happen. And if it does, it'll happen in 2045. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but they had an intention, and it I, it may or may not have worked. I guess I need to read the. It was the a tax 20 year plan. Now. Yeah. So right. just let you know. Yes. That so you are correct. When it comes to this, my little my, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, Universal's about to open a park that has it's literally neighborhoods, all a bunch of random things that people love. It's Mario and Frankenstein and How to Train Your Dragon and Wizarding yeah. World. Do you think that that's what might be the intention here? Whether they're going to promise something at WDW so that people don't say, holy crap, Universal's opening of quote unquote fourth gate like what mm-hmm. do you think the real purpose was behind this as a business move if they're not going to put press out i think that was simply they don't have anything yeah. so let's put the illusion that we do have something 
just fill that's up it. the end of the show. Yeah, that's it. That, they don't have anything because they pulled a stupid move by wanting a tax break in Lake Nona and from the state of Florida and moving Imagineering. Imagineering pretty bluntly told them no, and they lost most of their staff, so they have nothing. They are afraid to spend much, and they think that Epic Universe won't be that big of a threat. So this is what they did. Yeah, that's the hardest and, thing. Yeah, is I, I, I know, and uh, we're going we're going long. We should probably start wrapping oh, yeah. it up. But uh, I they're, they're honestly pulling me out think, with the cane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, I think that that's honestly just the blunt end of it. And uh, we will have shows on this in the future. I'm sure. <laughs> well, I don't know if it'll even make it to the phase where we can talk yeah, about it. We can talk about it very much. We could. We might. Um, but uh, the, before we uh, end this uh, with uh, an announcement of our own, do you have anything last to say about this? this dumb panel with i think that i think that as a as a parks fan to be completely honest with you i I wouldn't even say i'm a parks fan very much anymore it's been tough uh and i don't want to be like a a complainy baby but (laughs) it's been tough to watch these announcements and more and more they're just kind of cutting into things Mm -hmm. that i think were i would point to parts of the park and i'd say that is exciting like that's Mm -hmm. what they should go back to that's an interesting design and they're, they're just being cut more and more back. And whether or not these blue sky things happen, you know, putting dinosaur on the table and the replacements that they showed, I think there's a very clear path for the future of the company. If it brings them more money, then I guess I get it. I see where yeah. they're going. But my personal, um, my limit of when I'm going to continue spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars to visit Disney is about to be crossed (laughs) okay you know i I think i think i love like disney for the history and i can still engage with it you know here and with with people online or in just the entire effort of putting it together but i think that the experience as a whole has been i don't know they're they're taking it a a path forward and they're very forward Mm -hmm. about it and uh i don't know if i'm on that train but i guess i'm excited to see where it goes next all right. Okay. So we actually have an announcement ourselves, um, unlike the D23 Expo. Uh, <laughs> okay, they actually did. Uh, but before we conclude, we'd like to share with you that the 21st century begins on October 1st, 2022. To celebrate Epcot's 40th anniversary, we are presenting something special. Month, starring Ryan O'Reilly, Ryan Dorman, Danny Kay, the Unbuilt Professional Dancers, and the Landkeeper, coming this October. Hey, 
That's right, Epcot Month! This is five straight whole weeks of Epcot content beginning Saturday, October 1st. We better get started uh, with new episodes following on Fridays all the way through the end of October. Uh, we're doing more than the Walt Disney Company is, so you better be here. Uh, anything? Are you excited? I'm incredibly excited. I, I yeah. think, like, you know, we spend our time having fun talking about the new news, but, like, if there's anything that I want to go back to talking about after this, it's the 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 is Epcot. Everything that I've I've uh every every complaint here, Epcot is 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 beautiful and I know mm-hmm. so many people love Epcot and it's so close to their hearts and it, it offers so much promise. So I'm I'm right. so excited to delve into that history. So this is ironically the longest episode of the show and not even a full episode of Actual Unbuilt. Uh, so we better wrap this up. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you can follow us on social media on Twitter at Unbuilt Pond. You can reach me at Open Mother's Mail and Ryan Dorman at Open the Dorman. Feel free to email us at UnbuiltPond at gmail.com and rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Anchor or whatever you can find this podcast. Please write a review and tell us how we're doing. And if you don't like us, thank you for listening to a podcast for all things, but mostly Disney. I'm Jalen Harvey. Have a great day, and we'll see you guys in the 21st century. See you guys.